Welcome to the Artist's Work Ethic Podcast. I'm Mike Pilak. I'm a screenwriter and filmmaker who's always looking to maximize my time and potential as I work to break in. In this podcast, I talk to artists of all kinds who have seen success in their fields about their process, habits, and work ethic. Today on the show is John Pebsworth. John is the lead singer for the California-based ska punk band Bucko 9. During the mid to late 1990s, they experienced mainstream success with the release of the album 28 Teeth and its most successful single, My Town, which received national radio airplay and was in rotation on MTV. Bucko 9 stopped touring full-time in 2000, but continues to perform regularly throughout California and much of the southwestern U.S. All right, John, thanks for coming on with me today. Yeah, man. Stoked to be here. So when you guys were still playing locally in San Diego with Bucko 9, what was your vision for taking the band to the next level at that point? That's a good question. It it was like at the time when I first joined Book of Nine, you know, we were just getting started as a local San Diego band. I grew up in Los Angeles, so, you know, I had experience playing in bands and stuff up there for quite a bit through my high school years and everything like that. So I think once the band started, the Buck of Nine band started to do good here in San Diego, I kind of was like, told those guys, hey, listen, you know, we should start to um, expand this local band thing and, and try and get up to LA. And, you know, there's like Orange County, there's Riverside County and stuff like that. So that's, that's kind of what we did. And like, you know, so I was able to like get us some shows in LA, some through some old friends, because I moved down here, you know, after high school for college. And that's where I met the Buck and I guys. That's kind of how it started was like, well, let's not just be a local band in one town. You know, let's try to do the local band thing in like several towns in and around Southern California. And then that expanded to like Tucson, Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona. And then, you know, once those types of things started happening, then it was like, well, let's go to San Francisco. Let's go to Santa Barbara and let's go to San Jose and Oakland and Berkeley and Sacramento and shit like that. You know, Las Vegas. That's that was kind of the vision. And it worked. Then, you know, you guys had a couple of pretty successful records. And as you were working towards those prior to the success of 28 Teeth, what kind of habits and work ethic did you personally and the band as a whole utilize to make sure you were always driving forward? I think that it just became almost obsessive, really, in those days when it first started to click, like locally here in San Diego. I couldn't, I just couldn't turn my brain off. It was just like an instinct almost. It was like, so the habits were, they came out na- pretty natural as far as like just getting on that phone, you know, cause you know, there was no email back then. There was no like texting or hitting people up on social media and stuff. So it was just a phone, it was phone calls. So it was always hunting down phone numbers for people that were booking shows in different parts of the state or the state next door or whatever. And then also trying to hook up with other bands. And so I think one thing that we tapped into and we learned from Skank and Pickle from the Bay Area was they had this thing where they would, you know, say, 
they're from the Bay Area and they would say, hey, your your band is from San Diego. Why don't we swap shows? You guys come up here and open for us. We'll go down there and we'll open for you. Even though we were opening for them when they, you know, because they had already figured that out. But that's what we learned. And then through time, we realized, oh, wow, there's um, there's some cool bands in Phoenix, Arizona. Let's swap shows with them. Let's swap shows with bands from Orange County. Then we started expanding that. And it was like we found bands like MU330 in St. Louis and then the Blue Meanies in Chicago and the Suicide Machines in Detroit. You know, and so then it just kind of became this like network of, you know, kind of ska punk bands. And we would all, you know, like Link 80 was in San Francisco or Oakland, whatever area, you know, the Bay Area. And so we would do that very thing and just swap shows. And eventually, you know, it just those types of things turned into like tours, like real leave your house, leave your city for a month kind of shit and go all over the place, Texas and through the South and Florida and all the way up the East coast. And then we would just meet bands all along the way and just keep doing the same thing. So you, you kind of answered my next question, which was once you did break through and you were touring full time and maybe things got a little more comfortable at that point where maybe, maybe you're not sleeping on as many floors and maybe getting a hotel (laughs) here and there. How did you keep the drive to keep pushing forward and and maintaining all those habits? The kind of like the stoke element that you would get from these shows would fuel that fire to keep it going. I, I remember thinking like, man, we're in Chicago right now. And we just had this like kind of pretty epic show. That was fucking awesome. And we're, we're, we're like fucking, I don't know. 2,500 miles away from home or some, or whatever it was, you know, and thinking that's crazy. We're not a local band anymore or just a local band. And so I think that that, that kind of stuff just fuels it to want to, you know, it's kind of like, I guess what, like a person that loves money, they figured out how to make a bunch of money and then they, they're like, Ooh, that was great. I just made a bunch of money. I don't want to keep doing that. You know, it's like for us, it was like, wow, we just like had a bunch of kids singing songs that we wrote and we're in fucking Kansas city right now. And so like, I think that that just that inspiration and that kind of feeling just, you know, compels you to want to, it's like a drug, you know, you just kind of want more and more and more. And so that's what keeps you going. So fast forward a couple of years to today, you're still putting out records. I mean, I guess, I, I feel like you just put out your last record, but I think that was 2019 at this point. You you sort of re-released your solo record. You're still playing shows. Mm-hmm. What's your process today to ensure that you're getting things done for the band, mm-hmm. even with your other commitments outside of music? I mean, I think I'm still operating on that, on that same like flex capacitor, if you will kind of idea of just like throwing beer cans and banana peels in it, you know, and like the more, anything that I do musically tends to always just fuel that same flex capacitor, you know, that, that that's always been there. I'm in search of the, you know, writing great songs. Like I just, that's really what I, I want 
in my life. And that's what I feel is like, without the risk of sounding cheesy, but like, that's kind of what I feel like I'm here to do. It's, it's the moments like I have had where people come up to me either before a show or after a show and say, Hey man, you know, this one song that you wrote really touched me and really affected my life in a positive way. And it helped me get through a really hard time. And I've had so many really interesting stories like that, that have been told to me, just like standing next to the bathroom or standing on the side of the stage, waiting to go, go play or at the bar after the show or whatever. And I'm telling you, man, those, those stories just are, it's like a million, like someone handed me a million dollars. If I was a person that loved money, that would be like a huge success, you know? And so since I, I take my inspiration, you know, and, and I've touched somebody to me, that's more important than some monetary advance. So I take high stock in that. And so when those types of things happen, it just makes me more confident and want to continue to do it, even though I'm going to do it no matter what, because it's just, I have to, it's like part of me, you know, and it always has been since I was like 14 to just want to write songs and make music, you know, play music with my friends and all that stuff. But I really want to still to this day craft songs that I feel are real and the best that I can be. So So how important would you say persistence and perseverance were to you and the band and just you know, creative creativity and arts in general. I think it's uh, highly important, you know, like having that motivation and to be persistent back to what I was talking about, like, you know, on those phone calls in those early days, I was probably fucking driving some people crazy, just calling them all the time, you know, because I'm just sitting there. I'm like, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? What can I do? I think I'm going to call that dude again. You know, sometimes people would be like, dude, I'll tell you what. You guys can play for fucking 30 minutes at 6.30 on this show. No more. And I'll give you 40 bucks if you please just stop calling me. I'm like, done. Done. So, yes, I think persistence is, like, super important. And to know, you know, when you're kind of going too far and then maybe just go a little bit into the too far, but not too too far into too far. It's It's hard because I also, you know, tend to kind of get bummed out and get depressed. So it motiv- being motivated sometimes when I'm in that, that kind of mode is very difficult. So it takes some, something that pops up or some little call me or call the band and say, Hey, you guys want to do this, you know, or play this show. Well, it goes back to that, that inspiration that you talked about that was the seed in the very beginning. Yeah. Yeah, it, it truly is it's still there, you know, and, and that's that's what makes it fun, too, you know, and and then when you talk to your buddies in the band and, you know, maybe one of them has like a new idea for a new song or something like that that gets you excited. So, you know, it's kind of like, oh, cool. Yeah, that sounds rad. Let's, you know, let's work on that. Awesome. Well, anything that you want to plug or talk about before we go? Like you mentioned before, I just. 
I re-released that that solo record that I did a while back. And so that's out there now, like just just on the digital formats and stuff. And then um Bucko Nine, uh, we just finished recording like a live album a little while back. And it's all it's like I think we did like 14 songs live in the studio kind of thing, you know. So there's like no click track, no overdubs, none of that shit. We're just like one, two, three, go. And during the pandemic, you know, we couldn't play live. So we wanted to do this. We've been wanting to do this live record forever. So we finally managed to do that. But also during the pandemic, we wrote like on upwards of 20, 25 songs, like new songs that are pretty well realized, already done and ready to go. We just have to um, now kind of like get together and actually go into the studio and record those and and stuff. So that's kind of like what's next. And then we're going on tour in January for two weeks with mustard plug. Oh, nice. And um, we're kind of doing the same markets that I spoke about earlier that we, you know, way back when tried Mm -hmm. to develop and which we're still working those markets. So it'll be like Phoenix, Vegas, San Francisco, LA on up to like Portland, Oregon, Seattle, and that kind of thing. And then back down the, the, the West coast with mustard plug. So that's something to look forward to that we're, we're doing. And that's about it. Awesome. Well, John, thank you so much for coming on with me. Thanks, Mike. Thank you so much for listening today. Please subscribe to the Artist Work Ethic Podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. And please rate and review the show. Follow us on Instagram at The Artist's Work Ethic. And check out theartistsworkethic.com.